Hello, this is Trevor. I'm here in your ear to talk about Great Expectations. Charles Dickens' book was originally published in 1861. The basic premise of the book is that this orphan named Pip is raised by his older sister and her husband, Joe. Pip isn't treated well by his sister, the rest of the family, or the family friends, but is treated well by Joe. Pip is introduced at a young age to an old woman named Miss Havisham, who is essentially using her adopted daughter, Estella, to exact her, reven her vengeance on men. As soon as he meets Estella, he is quite taken with her. Unfortunately, she does not treat him well because he thinks he is poor and not uncommon. Pip is granted a large sum of money by a mysterious beneficiary, whom he believes to be Miss Havisham. It is, however, stipulated in his contract that he is not allowed to discuss the identity of his beneficiary meaning he cannot ask Miss Havisham or anyone else who is really her. Pip now has great wealth and moves to London, but Estella still treats him with cruelty. Eventually he comes to the realization that it was Magwitch who was the originator of his wealth. Magwitch was a convicted criminal whom Pip had given a file and some food to. Magwitch used the file to remove his chains and ate the food. Realizing this, and realizing his chances with Estella are slim, when she announces she is being married, Pip returns to Joe and Biddy to repair his relationship with them. And so, the theme of the story is that there is an importance in valuing your personal relationships with other people rather than social status and wealth, because the latter will only bring disappointment. However, I think there is a much deeper and simpler root problem and lesson to learn from the story. As I was trying to figure out what exactly I was going to say about the book, I realized that a lot of the characters had something in common an unhealthy obsession or devotion. A couple of examples include Joe's devotion to Pip's sister, Havisham's obsession with getting her revenge on men, Estelle's obsession with carrying out Havisham's mission, Orlick's obsession with Biddy, Magwitch's obsession with elevating Pip, and finally Pip's obsession with Estella. Most of these, but not all, are unhealthy obsessions because they cause the character to take actions that they later regret or are otherwise not in their best interests. Joe's devotion to Pip's sister allowed her to abuse both Joe and Pip without repercussion. Havisham's obsession with getting revenge on all men causes her to shape Estelle's personality into one which torments Pip. She later regrets this and begs Pip to forgive her and allow her to do him a favor. Estelle's obsession with carrying out Miss Havisham's orders is also unhealthy because it leads her to reject Pip and marry Drummle, who is abusive towards her in their marriage. Pip's obsession with Estella is unhealthy because he wastes so much time throughout the story, not appreciating the others around him and the things he has, but chasing a girl that would never accept him. Orlick's obsession with Biddy is unhealthy because it causes him to, in the end, commit various crimes and go to jail. The common factor between all of these unhealthy obsessions is the tendency to perform actions which, when viewed objectively, are not in the character's best interests. Each of these characters seems to have their emotions controlling them when they make these unfortunate decisions. However, this does not mean that obsessions are always unhealthy. It is stated in an article from Psychology Today, the non-clinical connotation of obsessions, on the other hand, refers to a disproportionate or unusual focus on something, meaning that anything that someone puts a focus on can be considered an obsession in a way. It also means that people can be obsessed with things that impact their lives positively rather than negatively. You may have noticed that I did not mention Magwitch's case 
when talking about unhealthy obsessions. I did mention that Magwitch was obsessed with Piff's elevation in society, but I actually view this as a healthy obsession. Before Magwitch met Pip, he had been a criminal all his life. After he met him, he spent all of his time after he got out of prison working hard and saving money so that he could give it to Pip. His obsession helped him move away from crime and brought new meaning to his life. He may have been executed because he came back to London just to see Pip, but I still consider it positive because I do not believe that he would have ever regretted that decision. This is exemplified when Magwitch, referring to the danger of returning to London, says, Still, looky here, Pip. If the danger had been 50 times as great, I should have come to see you, mind you, just the same. Another character that I have not mentioned is Wemmick. In the book, Wemmick is very businesslike and professional when he is at his place of work, and very personal and caring when he is at his home. He essentially has two obsessions, one for his personal relationships and one for work. These are both healthy obsessions because one of them fulfills his emotional needs, and the other helps him to have a successful career. I consider Wemmick to be a very intelligent character due to this success in managing these obsessions. As for the rest of us, some of whom cannot divide our minds in half so easily, there are ways of rooting out the unhealthy obsessions. We are more likely to expose them for what they are when we reflect on the purpose of our actions. When we ask ourselves, what is our end goal and why? As long as you do this, you can make your obsessions work for you. Healthy obsessions are powerful and they can take you a long way. As it states in the Psychology Today article, nobody who has ever achieved anything impressive or made an outstanding contribution to anything has managed to do so without a certain level of obsessiveness. Think of all the famous actors, artists, musicians, athletes, inventors, and activists you know. Do you really believe that they can do what they do without a certain level of obsession with their chosen field? Michael Jordan was obsessed with basketball. Isaac Newton was obsessed with physics, and Dave Chappelle was obsessed with comedy.